It's time now for our weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor ahead of the AFC divisional playoff game, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs coming up at Arrowhead. And my gosh, Fred, the, the Jaguars are still alive. We talked about it in post game last week, how well, we tried to talk about it. It was almost unspeakable what happened last week. And they're they're still here. It's remarkable what's happened. JP, how's it going, man? Of course it's remarkable, man. I, I try and salute those guys and you know, give them their flowers every time the opportunity I get. I'm, I've been doing so much media. You know, I'm like, y'all ain't going to get tired as an old guy yet. But, uh, you know, I guess once you're a Jaguar, and I, I try and go out and make them understand, it's always do all till we die. I have to explain the hashtag, that whole stuff. And we haven't died yet. We're still grinding. The guys are still out there getting it in. And uh, you got to commend them. So um, football in January, late January is beautiful. Red, it's a great matchup of offensive coaching wit this week. Andy Reid, of course, has been at this for a long, long time. Doug Peterson was a player under Andy uh, in a two, couple different stops, of course, Green Bay and Philly, and then coached under Reid and, and then charted his own path. But here they are meeting for the third time against each other as head coaches. Andy Reid's won the first two meetings. But, you know, in, in terms of innovation and ideas and just plain old fun on offense – these two guys are right there near the top of play callers right now. Uh, a thousand percent, JP. I like to call them the uh, the quarterback whisperers. Every quarterback that Andy Reid's had has turned out to be amazing. Now, some of those guys have gone on to other teams, and they haven't been so great. But uh, it's just the the deception that, that they bring in the play call, the formation sets, just the creativity, everything uh, about Coach Reid is simply amazing. And obviously – um, you know, his disciple and coach Doug Peterson, you know, he's, it's a copycat league, you know what they say, but imagine being in the same room, able to share, you know, your thought processes. He he was able to coach, tell coach Reed for years and kind of, you know, be that bug on the wall and just take away bits and pieces and, and develop it as his philosophy. And Doug has done a great job, you know, his first year with, you know, a top overall pick in Trevor Lawrence. So I, I would right now would call him QB whisperer number two because the maturation, the, the style of play that we've seen Trevor bring along and within a year has been great. Uh, but I hope all of this talk that I'm talking about now just equates to a win at the end of the day for the Jaguars. You know, there's few good storylines in there, but bottom line is winning. Uh, when they met in November, JP, I, I think that the Jaguars won the second half. 10-7, if I'm not mistaken. So I like to take that momentum from November, couple it with the momentum that they're having in December and January, and and hopefully it equates to a win here uh, tonight. So I'll be checking it out to see. Fred Taylor with us, uh, quarterback whisperer. I mean, I'd love to hear what Doug whispered in Trevor's ear at around midway through the <laughs> second quarter after pick number right? four, right? right? I mean, how in the world – does that performance turn from so bad, almost all-time bad, to one of the great performances in Jaguars history all in the same 60 minutes? Yeah, I don't know. I would love to hear what he whispered to him as well, JP. Uh, that night, Trevor set all types of records. I'm sure it was a, the four interceptions in the first half had to be a record. I know four touchdowns for someone that young. He broke Dan Marino's mark for four touchdowns by the youngest player in league history. Uh, in a game and then I'm sure he had to have broke a second half record too 
with those four uh with those uh touchdowns. I think he had three in the second half, right? So um <clears throat> yeah, it's just an amazing uh show of uh, uh perseverance, you know, just faith and commitment and sticking to the game plan or adjusting the game plan and then sticking to it, whatever the case may be. I think as a collective, the entire team, you know, just showed their confidence and conviction to each other um, and, and commitment to each other. And they found a way to do it. Uh, that first KC game, referencing that, they were down 20 to 7 at the half. Then they eventually lost it 27-17. But, you know, they fought. And they, they ended up winning that second half versus the Chiefs. But, again, that should also give them the confidence they need to – try and withstand any adversity or frustrating moments that come up in the game because there will be some. Uh, uh, Arrowhead is as loud as it gets, and I'm sure in the playoffs it's twice as loud. So there are going to come moments that they're going to have to pull pull within, you know, whatever they pulled from last week and dig in deep and, and, and get a W. Um, that's I cannot wait. I, I, I cannot wait to see this game kick off. Fred Taylor with us. What is the ideal offensive game plan for the Jags this week? I, I don't know if you want to get in a shootout with Kansas City. So, do you, you know, you got to kind of methodically, in theory, methodically move down the field and just kind of eat up some game. What do you think, Fred? You know, I, I think KC knows that uh, there aren't any teams that want to come into Arrowhead and have a shootout. So for that, I think they, they, they tend to uh, tilt heavier into stopping the run from a defensive standpoint. You know, I think the first matchup, Jacksonville only had like 75 yards rushing, maybe 13, 14 carries. So if, if you're not having success in, in Kansas City scoring, then it causes you to do something differently on offense, uh, and that's get away from the run. So hopefully uh, ETN can bring a few big ones earlier in the game and keep Kansas City's defensive play call off balance. I'm, I'm sure that'll help Jacksonville stay in their bag of, of mixed uh, goodies. So I, I believe that, um, you know, you don't necessarily want to get in the shootout because Mahomes, Kelsey, those guys, the addition of Tony, Juju, those guys are playing really well. So you don't necessarily want to get in the shootout. You want to focus more on your sets, you know, your script and try and stay as close to that as possible. Brett, on the other side, Jaguars' defense is playing with a lot of confidence right now. They've, uh, down the stretch, made big plays and big moments. Even if they've given up yardage in a game, they've been able to stand up at the end and get a takeaway here or whatever it takes. And then last week, of course, just getting off the field almost every time and, and giving the offense an opportunity. Well, how do you approach Mahomes and this Chiefs offense this week? Do you... Do you bring pressure some on Patrick Mahomes? You got to be careful if he gets out of there because things can get weird down the field. Yeah, I agree with you on that, JP. I, I think the approach this week certainly has to be different than last week. Uh, but last week wasn't necessarily the defense's fault early on because they had to defend a short field, an extremely short field on several possessions. This week, that has to be different. You know, we have to make sure we're punting, playing for field position, and make them earn it. You know, go out there and make them earn it. Uh, make them drive 80 yards, 75 yards. If but And we have a bend but don't break defense, a bend but don't break mentality. You want to make sure you protect the deep ball, protect the big play. Uh, there will be some good plays, but protect the big, big play, the 50, 60-yard uh, scamper. You got to protect that. And I think this game will come down to how well 
Josh Allen plays, how well Trayvon Walker plays, and how well Arden Key plays and the guys on that defensive front. Foyer Lewican, you know, he has to also help in that to make sure the run game, the run defense is as stout as it's been the past several weeks. And then from there, we got to get pressure. We got to play zone defense to get pressure through that, mix it up with a little man defense, get pressure through that. If they don't get pressure, it is going to be a long day. I don't think you overly commit and blitz him too much, but you have to let the down four know, look, we need you guys to get home. As soon as you recognize pass, you got to go. Whatever you do, you got to go, and you got to get to this guy uh, relentlessly. So, yeah, I think the, the down four will be the key to the victory today. Fred Taylor with his final thought. There was a send-off for the Jaguars players Friday morning, Fred. Um, a lot of fans came down to the stadium to see the Jaguars off to Kansas City. And we, we know that the excitement is building around town, and it has been for the last few weeks. But now we're hitting uh, one of those high points. That's what this is about, right? Playoff football. It's been a while for this team. This feels like it has some staying power. They're making an unbelievable run. And for the city of Jacksonville and Jags fans, I know you're excited. And for a player, I mean, you got to just soak this kind of moment in. These are special things that that may not happen again uh, at this level, at least right. in Jacksonville. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't happen often. You know, and not just, you know, Jacksonville, but around the league. It's a tough league. You know, teams can go through playoff droughts they can go through you know being one in you know look at us we we got the first pick back to back years you know that's crazy you know those things happen man it's a tough tough league uh, you have to have the perfect mix of getting the right coach the right players the right people in the front office there's so much that needs to align and you got to have the right fan base who believes and they commit because it's not always pretty and and you know the stadium isn't always filled when you're not winning but it's good to be in this moment and the fans they can feel this moment they can feel that there's a shift a subtle shift that's taking place in the commitment by uh mr khan you know what trent bucky what he's done in free agency the players coming in and taking it serious and you know rewarding the fans and rewarding themselves by playing hard and winning these games so no, it's a it's a good marriage right now. And, and any marriage is ups and downs, and the fans got to realize that. The players got to realize that. But the commitment has to be that, you know, we're committed to each other. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a beautiful thing, man, when you have this moment. So embrace it. Enjoy it. Scream your butts off. Pull all types of energy from everywhere. All the Jaguar fans around the world, across the pond, you know, just everywhere, man. We just got to dig in and do all this thing and get this W today. Well, Fred, we'll talk to you in the post game, and, and hopefully we'll talk in pregame again next week before the AFC championship game. We'll talk to you, man. Man, man, you're making me – don't make me cry right now. But I will be on post game. Okay, we'll start with that. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>